and welcome to the Wealth Enterprise Briefing. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Zerner, one of the managing partners at We Family Offices, and I'm joined again today by Matt Farrell, our head of investments. And today we're going to talk about trends and about uh, fad investing. And what I mean by trends and fad investing is things like meme stocks, things like crypto investing, things like the metaverse. Uh, and I guess my first question, Matt, is, you know, uh, there's nothing new about trend investing. I'm sure 100 years ago, uh, there was a trend at the time that was quite popular and that disappeared relatively quickly. Uh, but as an investor, how do you think about what differentiates sort of a fad from a more profound and fundamental change uh, that has uh, important implications for investors? Yeah, admittedly, at times it's not easy, right? So if we look back in history at just really these pivotal innovations, you look at the desktop computer to the internet to cell phones that basically have a computer attached to your hip at all times. So there really has been these key innovations that really just changed the world. And so as investors, we're constantly looking for that next big thing. And you know, over the past several years, we've seen some of those kind of fluster out and it's kind of to be determined if they have staying power. But, you know, the markets have changed a little bit with the access for retail investors and just general market participation. And so you can see these innovations that, you know, can rise in valuation or see a lot of hype and activity, but just really don't have the staying power because they're just not there yet. Uh, they're not mature enough as a, um, as a technology. So, yeah, hard to differentiate as it's happening, hard to figure out, you know, where's the business model in some of these technologies or what's the implication, uh, you know, to, you know, uh, the marketplace for these technologies. Um, but maybe maybe we could drill down a little bit because, to my mind, differentiating blockchain from crypto, for example, which are connected, right, with blockchain as the underlying technology. I think our thesis uh, for some time has been that although crypto is, is certainly interesting and we're watching it carefully, there's no doubt in our minds that blockchain is a is a profound uh, change in technology uh, and could have very significant uh, investment opportunities. So maybe talk a little bit about that differentiation. Sure. And, you know, I think crypto and, and tokens and and blockchain all really have staying power but as with as we were just discussing with any new innovation you're going to see a, a lot of froth enter the market and, and what we call tourists by tourists we mean uh, an investor in another asset class who decides to be opportunistic and jump into a nascent uh, asset class such as crypto and bitcoin's been around for a decade or so and we've seen the proclaimed death of Bitcoin every year, basically, and we'll see a drawdown and eventually go back up. So I think there is some staying power there. But along with Bitcoin, you saw a lot of these uh, tokens or crypto projects that really just have no use cases. And it was just pure froth. And unfortunately, th there's a lot of fraud embedded in that. But I think you know, again, once you reach that inflection point to that froth getting taken out of the market, the true innovators remain. And so I, I think you can look across conferences um, and just general interest levels on the developer side. 
and you're still still seeing a lot of interest and in, and in innovation there, you know, particularly with Ethereum. Um, but with with regards to blockchain specifically, you know, of course, there's a lot of obvious use cases between contracts, uh, between logistics. Um, there's there's a lot of obvious use cases there, and so we just had to get that froth out of the market, which I think was was good for the industry. And then now the true innovators remain there. So this idea, Matt, that that you know, fad versus trend are essentially flip sides of the same technology coin. And as an investor, the key is to really differentiate what's the trend, what's the profound fundamental trend, uh, and not get caught up in the froth. I would imagine as AI really comes to the fore, right, there's both a mix of froth as well as some really profound uh, and profoundly important trends that investors can capitalize as a result of AI. Do you agree with that? So I think it's important to not look at these technologies in, in isolation. So there are applications for AI in the blockchain space. You know, part of the idea behind blockchain is a, is a public ledger, uh, decentralized ledger. Um, but what you saw with AI, we've already seen uh, fake art to music, to imitating certain artists making music. And you can generate uh, pictures, which cause a lot of issues. Um, and so that's where you can use blockchain to to actually authenticate some of these uh, projects or outputs. Um, so you can merge across technologies. Um, second, you know, I think AI, it's been around for decades. It's it's not really new, but the innovation curve has just accelerated. And I think we're at an inflection point with AI to where it has staying power and it's really going to be transformational. Uh, not just for everyday uses, but also across uh, labor as we look at broader demographics and um, shortfall of labor, potentially, you know, AI could serve an important role there. Um, and as we look at new economies and um, supply chains, right, as everyone's rethinking supply chains and using these technologies to um, help with that transition. So in other words, you can use uh, blockchain technology to help with uh, uh, just-in-time manufacturing, for example, and uh, logistics. So the real-world applications that even though, you know, at the onset, there's a lot of froth and um, uh, frankly, fraud in the market, you get through those parts of the curve, innovation curve, and then it has staying power and real-world application. So Matt, one piece of your role is to, to head up our private investment platform and uh, you lead the team that's sourcing and diligencing uh, private investment opportunities. In particular, uh, if we zero in on the, on the venture capital space, right, this would seem to be, you know, a trend would be, would be something that we would look for uh, a venture capital manager uh, to be able to take advantage of. Uh, and at the same time, we would look uh, for them to avoid right? The froth and avoid the fad. Now, sometimes it's not so black and white, as you say, but by and large, more often than not, you'd want them focused on and investing uh, in companies that are, are are playing into the trend, not the fad. How do you try to assess uh, when you do your diligence, a venture capital manager, uh, to get a sense of whether they're playing in the, in the fad space or whether they're playing in the fundamental trend space? Yeah, I think I got two answers to that. First is just follow the talent. And so by that, I mean the underlying portfolio companies. Um, we saw a lot of talent head into the you know, blockchain space. And um, 
looking for that talent and which portfolio companies they're going to, uh, you know, that that's where a venture capital manager can really add value. And that's an assessment of their network, um, their ability to qualitatively assess the talent and also gain access to that talent. So, you know, the first thing is follow the talent. The second is have them being subject matter experts. You know, and I think crypto slash blockchain is a great example because it's a very nascent technology in the grand scheme of things, but decade old, and it changes every day. And so it's very difficult to stay on top of those changes and mitigate any risk, whether it's fraud or just a poor investment. You know, having a partner that's a subject matter expert uh, is a great way to mitigate risk and and gain access to the market. Great. So, so what I hear you saying loud and clear is that there are very tangible ways to differentiate between fads, right, and trends, and investors who are expert uh, at at taking advantage of trends uh, and deploying capital into them. It's not, it's not uh, random. Uh, it's in, and while private investing is is investing in general is a little bit of art and science, uh, there's there's potentially more science to it uh, than art. So I think it's quite clear that differentiating from uh, trends versus fads, right, is a very tangible way to do it. Uh, and that is clearly what you're doing when you're looking for managers. Anything else uh, on the topic that you think we should be talking about? Yeah, I just think it's important to be open-minded. And, you know, it's very easy to see the public dismiss, you know, again, Bitcoin's probably a great example of how many people have said it's dead or it's just uh, a way for fraud or illicit activity, but you really need to be open-minded and realize that there's, again, an innovation curve. I think the metaverse is another good example. You know, Facebook and Zuckerberg spent several billion dollars on metaverse and seemed to abandon it. And I actually think if you take a step back, it's probably going to come to fruition. It was just a little bit too early. And maybe if you look a decade down the road, the merging between well, we say the real world versus the virtual world, that's going to blur even more as computing power continues to improve virtual reality. So I, I think the metaverse thesis still stands. It was just too early and we weren't there yet, but it's something to keep an eye on. So again, I think key takeaway is just being open-minded and uh, you know, don't miss the forest for the trees. Thank you, Matt. And as they say, timing is everything. Good to talk to you. Uh, and I uh, look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you.